Hello and welcome back to the 5 Minute Philosophy Podcast. A couple of days ago I finished reading The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir, so I thought I would do a little summary of the key ideas in it. The Second Sex was published in 1949 and it essentially is a complete history and evaluation of women, uh, their place in the world, their freedoms and so on. And of course, this is no easy task, hence why the book is around 800 pages long. I know, I know, that's my excuse when I tell people it took me four whole months to read it. Um, It's massive. But it's also very thorough and really, really informative, so I wanted to share some of the things that I learned from the book, so I hope you enjoy. The main premise of the book is shown through its most famous quotation, uh, one is not born but rather becomes woman. So essentially, this is saying that women are how they are, not because of their biological makeup or genetic destiny, I suppose, but rather because of the society in which they live. De Beauvoir begins the book with the chapter entitled Biological Data, in which she examines the biological differences between males and females, but essentially concludes that these differences are in no way grounds for the social roles women are made to play that we observe in society. Talking about the sperm's fertilisation of the egg, she writes, it would be rash to deduce from such an observation that woman's place is in the home, but there are rash people. (laughs) She also argues that women women are not inherently weak, or rather weaker than men, but that, quotation, weakness is weakness only in light of the aims man sets for himself, the instruments at at his disposal and the laws he imposes. So women are only inferior by the standards set by men, or the patriarchy. Wow, would you look at that? What a lovely segue into the next idea the Beauvoir covers in the book, which is the history of women, or more accurately, the history of their subjugation. Here she links together women's social oppression and women's economic oppression, and argues that they are fundamentally intertwined and dependent on one another. She references Frederick Engels' book, The Origins of the Family, when explaining the origins of the oppression of women, which took place around the transition from the Stone Age to the Bronze Age. So, in the Stone Age, there was more or less equality, particularly in terms of the division of labour, where both men and women played a fundamental role, therefore giving them equal importance in the economy of the time. However, with the discovery of certain metals uh, came the invention of different weapons and agricultural machinery, which could only be used by men given their greater strength. So men began to cultivate cultivate the land on a greater scale, causing an excess of material eventually leading to the emergence of private property. As a result, the first class society began, pretty much, which then gave way to the ownership not only of land, but also of humans, literally literally the ownership of slaves, but also socially the ownership of women, who became a source of private property in their own right. Hence, if we go back to the quotation mentioned earlier regarding women as weak only by the standards set by men, this now makes more sense. As de Beauvoir writes, the problem of women can be reduced to that of her capacity for work. And she also writes, Her social oppression is the consequence of her economic oppression. Leading on from this, de Beauvoir greatly emphasises the traditional view of women as the other, whereas man is the subject. She writes that alterity is the fundamental category of human thought. So this means that humans naturally divide themselves into certain social groups, the most ingrained in us being the division between men and women. 
So there are lots of implications resulting from this otherness of women, such as the perpetuation of the feminine mystery, which basically works as an excuse to maintain the distancing of women in a society, an excuse not to examine the nature of women or their experiences, such as, say, women's sexuality, menstruation, childbirth, etc. De Beauvoir writes, To say that women is mystery is to say not that she is silent, but that her language is not heard. So she's trapped in her otherness, I suppose, by this guise of the feminine mystery, which in turn leads to what de Beauvoir calls the eternal feminine, which essentially idealises and romanticises a fixed view of women and how women are and therefore ought to be. There's honestly so much more that I could mention here. I was writing up notes from the book the other day and I think the document had like 4,000 words or something. But if you're interested, I really do recommend reading the book for yourself because honestly, it's brilliant. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been four months in the making, Um, but bye for now.